0: back again and life is good welcome all you new subscribers to the red hawk recap where we talk about comedy we talk about health we talk about performance we talk about mma we talk about tits big old tits we get you covered top to bottom with all the info you need damn it (laughs) the episode 104 and boy, has everything been a rat race around here. So let's get that posture up. Ugh, grab yourself a refreshment. Ah, Let's clear our mind. Clear, clear it from all the judgments. Here we go. The episode 104. We, uh, I mean, we've been having just, it's been a busy week so much going on now we got so much trips coming up uh this this Saturday we're gonna have a little uh proper proper uh party proper party celebrate celebrate what has been done and uh other than that life's been good life's been good building out the new the new dojo right next door I'm trying to hustle on that painting it we knocked down a wall yesterday um, we're gonna paint it get the floors done and then uh what else is going on What's that? Okay. Yellow. Uh, here's your verification. This is Tim.
1: Hi, this is Carling with APS. I just need you to give me a person last name, please.
0: My name is Timothy Welch. Some call me Timothias, but Timothy Welch will work. Awesome. And do you want to provide me permission verbal one time to assist Mariah to get additional service? Yes. Verbal. Yes awesome thank you thank you very much I'll be happy to finish up with her thank you bye-bye um yeah I mean the weekend couldn't win any better it that that place was electric it's still just buzzing still buzzing it's crazy like he's literally hit I mean Sean's such a huge star now especially since people they released that video on YouTube of him knocking out Aljo. they've never done that before I think I looked at the looked at it yesterday and it had like 7.7 million views within two days
2: it's just crazy right now it just keeps going up too
0: yeah we're here with my buddy a warlike he's the he's the what what should we call him he's the he he'll if you got if you got a big big woman around he'll take care of her no problem
3: this time throw the screenshot up on the old pod he said we could he said we could she
0: just needs a little bit more love and war so for
3: for background story here talking to the blue part yeah Sorry for background story.
2: Uh, our boy Jime, who was with the Jovens this week, brought a friend back to the Airbnb after the karaoke bar on Saturday night. Er,
0: make it short. Make it short. She
2: had a friend. Her friend was not the best looking. Sono Drunk said, <laughs> I, was a, I was a shy boy, but I loved her apparently.
3: I, I could see it in your eyes. <sighs> and she touched me. She gave yep. him a good back massage, maybe sucked him. End no, of story. she did not.
0: That's good. Did a... Uh, did uh we Did you guys watch the um Tommy Fearing press conference at yeah. all?
3: Well, he threw the cake, uh the cake at Dylan Dennis? Yeah. Yeah, that I, was pretty sick.
2: I thought it was good. Oh,
3: Jesus. So there's a lot behind fucking that too tech,
2: because apparently they kicked uh Dylan Dennis out of the press conference at the end and they made Mike Perry face off with uh Logan Paul instead of Dylan Dennis. I wonder why they kicked him out. I think probably just fucking risk security risk. Those guys were going to fight if uh KSI had already shoved Tommy at the time too uh-huh i don't think they wanted to get those two guys close to each other sorry i'm fucking dealing with this bullshit. but logan looked huge yeah he did but dylan didn't look
0: like a small guy at all um D- i mean what do you mike perry mike perry i feel like is a different dog i almost feel like logan's huge he's athletic he can box but i'm like mike perry's a different animal he's a different animal than nate diaz he's a different animal And even tommy fury in a lot of ways um that one that i kind of hope that one happens a little bit because fat chance dylan's showing up i I true i truly believe there's a fat chance that dylan's showing up but he might just to get that, that that little cheddar and if he does i think uh mike
2: perry just reached out on twitter today and he said if uh if all the fights go as they're supposed to and mike perry doesn't have a fight him and darren till look to lock horns over on the prelims of that yeah,
0: Darren Till doesn't seem to be like just doing too hot, does he? He thought Sean was going to get smoke-smoked. Needs a paycheck. Did you guys watch any of the uh, Henry Cejudo post-fight stuff and stuff? Yeah. He
3: was- uh, his girl was like, I knew it. I knew it from the side. I was laughing my ass off. And Henry put his
0: head down like, yeah. God. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, especially it being in, in his hometown, the belt being in his hometown, too. It just burns him. He's
3: boiling. He's- um,
0: And- do you think that henry suhudo over sugar in december is bigger than henry or bigger than sugar versus cheeto no bigger wise
2: i think it'll all depend to be honest it'll depend how they market it. if the ufc really wants it and the ufc wants to market that i think they could make it bigger than cheeto and they could just set that as a, a down the road fight still to build that up even more massive
0: yeah because i'm probably thinking what's next what's next It's whatever's the biggest fight that's probably going to be next um but I don't know if Corey Sanhagen, is his tricep going to heal in time? No. Is Morab's going to heal in time? Probably not. Uh, Henry, if it's not Henry, though, I tell you what, he just keeps getting older. True. And the older yeah. he gets, the less he's going to be training, the more he's going to be just trying, trying to take care of his body. Um, and the older you get, the kind of you stop working as hard. So I bet Henry's praying that it's him so he doesn't have to wait longer.
2: Yeah, the last thing he wants to do is have to fight Morab on the – Co-main event of that card in December, while Sean's <laughs> fighting w- Cheeto.
0: Well, it would be not even the co-main because yeah. if Connor and Chandler, yeah, yikes. Uh, KSI, Tommy Fury. I'm I'm kind of interested in that one, but not like whoa! I can't wait. I, I started watching the Furies on the Netflix. The oh. new uh, special that came out. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah, those motherfuckers are entertaining, uh and it's not a bad little show.
2: Yeah, I saw um, with their face off yesterday in slow mo when they slowed it down. KSI shoves Tommy Fury, but it's literally only one hand that connects with him, and it pushes him back about three feet. Just his right hand. Really? So I don't know. Like we might get surprised.
0: Yeah, because KSI doesn't seem very big, and I think he said they're fighting at either 183 or 185. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm curious hopefully that card comes together and is all right um I reached out to Aljo I was gonna I, I was, wasn't sure I'm like we got a bunch of new subs we got people uh coming in that haven't seen the show before so I was like I kind of wanna who should I get on I didn't I wasn't sure but I was like ah, why not just have a one with the boys shoot the, shoot the shit a bit but I was gonna have Aljo on he said he's gonna he's um I think on vacation this today so he said he'll come on the Timbo Sugar Show on Sunday. But I'm a little worried about Sunday because we might be a little bit hung from the night before. But It'll who be knows? Soon. We could still have it rip. Let let it rip. But Aljo Aljo seems like a, I mean a good dude. And what what a beast for the way he's handling the loss
3: and how he handled all like the booze we did and all that stuff. Like yeah, he, it was the way he handled it was like class act,
0: like champ. Yeah, champ type shit. Oh, yeah. uh, for sure. So that'll be interesting. We're gonna think of think of some good stuff to ask him and maybe get to know Aljo a little bit more instead of just talking about like uh just, just, no talk, no just talking fighting. about fighting yeah yeah
3: how much it cost to rent a Lambo rather than oh no I'm joking I'm t- sorry 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 yeah I tell you it get slipped. your ass whooped well.
0: hanging out with the too long <laughs> oh <No> shit <It's laughs> lit. damn it well uh yeah I've been I've been doing a lot of shit I'm so thankful we have this guy named Imran he's the CEO of Sanibel and this dude is such a good like mentor when it comes to business when it comes to anything and I I messaged him last night hey I'm thinking about possibly hiring Schmitty to kind of run the front desk of my gyms memberships etc he sent me a full thing of just perfect interviews perfect questions perfect way to handle it to know what to expect but this dude he's made Sean probably millions of dollars and never took a dime sean tried to give him a brand new rolex he wouldn't take it Sean tried to, we, he every time goes somewhere he's trying to pay he pays for us it's so weird he's such genuinely a good guy and he's into it and he helps us a lot uh so shout out to uncle imran shout when out we were in him. abu dhabi um i had him on the pod and talked about his story and it's a pretty crazy story and uh the sanibal gear he's always trying to innovate too and the sanable gear is just top notch if you need good gear that's not going to just fucking break the bank the sanibal stuff is the best um so
3: they got dope colorways and they get to your house in like two days off the amazon prime shipping yep, so yep. it's like can't beat it
0: uh pe- pound for pound list, sean o'malley number eight
1: oh
0: let's go yeah. that's <laughs> sick dude <laughs> that's wild yeah <laughs> it's weird because it's like oh you made it you made it it's like fuck, we didn't i mean we made it to the first goal the first goal is a championship but now it's like let's see if we can make him the greatest of all time like where there's like volk status yeah where you're
2: jones where you're there for 10 years is that pound for pound number one
0: i feel like that's going to be a little bit harder just because there's so many more people elite athletes skilled people at that weight compared to a big ass dude
2: but you go up you go double champ yeah makes it a lot easier
0: yeah and eventually i mean eventually for sure hopefully volk's not there anymore because that motherfucker's scary. Uh, yeah. but it's definitely possible um pound for pound that is crazy so w- let me see what the top pound for pound is right here and then here and a little later on we got a handful of patreon questions here that we'll go over and those always get entertaining but we got volk number one which is should Expected. be should be islam number two
2: they were one and two before that though mm-hmm you had to give it to them just because of the inactivity john jones hasn't been as active as he was in recent years
0: yes and then we got bones jones number three israel number four i feel like israel should be above islam
2: bro but he lost that's the only thing he lost lost to who to Pereira. He,
0: he lost but i don't yeah but then he didn't lose recently he k-o'd him flat
2: i i say that but at the same time my argument's invalid because volk also recently lost to islam so
0: I think Izzy should be up there bro yeah. he should be up there but you okay.
2: think in a fight with him and John Jones pound for pound he's going to take John Jones
0: well it, it well it's just size different I mean if Izzy had 20 more pounds on him probably maybe I don't know it's just hard to say yeah it's impossible to guess that number five Leon Edwards he's got Colby coming up two southpaws man that's going to be an interesting fight can you imagine if it, it okay Sean's champ colby's champ sean strickland oh, sean strickland needs to be a champ. how does sean strickland get it done though i just don't see many ways i, I truly don't bro
2: i really think his grappling's super underrated and i know you know his grappling's underrated as hell i think that he can take that back
0: i know his grappling's good as fuck, but the way he he stands so tall it's not like he's level changing he doesn't he doesn't have a style where he's gonna be able high to hide a take down so when you're standing that tall and you try to shoot on someone as fast as it is he backing up I'm like you never can say never cuz I've said that before in fights and just fucking opposite happens but man uh Strickland's going to need a miracle
2: it could just be a slip though we saw it in Sean's fight it could literally just
0: be a slip yep what what do you mean you saw sean
2: well like went? when sean slipped in the beginning of the second round if Aljo had taken him down there yeah he's, he's not knocking him out in that yeah. 10 seconds after that right true
0: but it's like uh, izzy's working on his wrestling working on his grappling sean strickland we watch him in sparring he just spars he boxes he's not like tr- really working on his jiu-jitsu taking the back putting the hooks in finishing this guy with the rear naked choke um it's still gonna be a sick fight that i'm more excited for that fight than ksi tommy fury oh yeah definitely like easily yeah the build up's is gonna be good hopefully Sean Strickland I he's so fucking entertaining we're just watching his pod you oh, just he's just like a before. ticking time bomb
2: oh yeah he, I fucking love it it's so good it is
0: and then we got number seven Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson Demetrius had some nice uh things to say about Sean uh did you guys see any of that
2: yeah he said uh, that with the speed DJ admitted he's getting older with the speed it might be a big difference for Sean it's gonna be um, tough to get inside that range with all those feints.
0: Yeah, let's let's just kind of play real quick what yeah. he said. That uh, I mean DJ, that just shows how smart of a guy he is, not yeah. just a delusional fucking dipshit.
1: You versus Sean O'Malley. This is a fight uh, that's obviously not gonna happen right now, dude. Me versus O'Malley, that'd be a, a hard ass fight, a very very hard fight. I have to be a realist. I have to live in reality, trying to get to him where he's much longer. He might even be faster than me now that I'm old as Compared to some people out there being 37 years old. He's longer. He's faster. He's way cleaner striker than I am. It would be so hard just to get to him. There is no yellow card in UFC. So he can use his bike and be lateral movement every single time. He's got a great jab. He's got a great right hand. Um, I would have to I have to try to chop his tree down and leg kick him. As I'm trying to leg kick him, I got to make sure he doesn't get a good check off so I don't hurt my leg. That would be a way tougher fight than fighting Aljorie Sterling. Bradley Martin or, or O'Malley, what's the tougher matchup? Oh, f- Sean O'Malley. Bradley Martin, he doesn't even train. <laughs> He's just a big dude. I mean, you, you look at the facts. I'm just stating facts here. Bradley Martin is a good uh, a good dude. Means well, no animosity whatsoever, but he doesn't train, right? He's been training the last 30, probably 30 or 20 years in his life with the weights. It's a no-brainer. It's The tough fight would be Sugar Sean You Um
0: See, and like Mighty Mouse, he's smart enough to see like Sean's eyes are so good. Like Henry, Henry, I watched one of his breakdown videos. He's like, all you got to do is kick his legs. I'm like, bro, try to kick someone's leg that's four feet away from you and has such good reaction time, they're going to check your kick. Just kick his legs. Just kick him with the foot, like he was telling Habib that one time. It's like, you are not. Like that smart. Good people see, like, damn, his movement and his distance, his footwork is fucking good. And Henry just does not want to give him any credit because he's so bitter and jealous, it seems. But Mighty Mouse, Mighty Mouse, I've seen Mighty Mouse in real life. He's legit 100% 5'3.
2: Oh, yeah. If that.
0: 5'3. See, so very, very small. But I mean, and they're talking about cage match for sure Sean would be tougher in a cage street fight with Brad it's just so hard to say it's literally like there's it's impossible to pick what would happen in a street fight you don't know if there's a curb behind you is there a corner is there a wall is there is there a bench right there is there a car right there there's so many things that come into play what kind of shirt what kind of clothes are you wearing uh come into play with that but that's cool to see Mighty Mouse just be honest um but that just shows how smart he is
2: and it's kind of crazy because when he said that all I kept thinking is like that's kind of the same game plan that Cheeto as a slower fighter would come into the fight with too where he's going to try and take out the legs but it's like when that rematch happens Cheeto's going to come in with the hardest leg kick of his life and he thinks he's going to one one kick and he will be done but like Sean's going to check that first leg kick and then that's going to fuck his entire game plan up
0: yeah and I think just the, the bigger cage the bigger cage I mean a big mistake we made in that Cheeto fight and we should have addressed it, and it's partly my fault, is just that the the ankle wraps were too tight. And usually when they're real tight they loosen up a little bit. They didn't loosen up for him. So it's gonna make your foot just numb, fill it fill it up. Um this time we're going no fucking foot wraps, just like Aljo. And that big cage I just can't see it looking much different than Corey versus Cheeto. Yeah. Well well, I hope it was.
2: Well well, no, actually, not that one. I was thinking Corey versus Rob because that was boring as shit. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, who else we got here? Number seven, Demetrius Mighty Mouse. I mean, you got to put him up there. Number six, Charles. Number eight now is Sean O'Malley. He's above Kamaru Usman. He's above Pantoja.
2: But that's the MMA like media rankings, right? That's not the official UFC rankings that okay, you're looking yeah, at. Yeah,
0: because I think Pantoja was above him on the official UFC uh, so was Usman
2: on the official UFC I saw he I was wasn't. there was a bunch of different ones I saw Pantoja ahead of him in one but then behind him in a different one but it's like come on Sean beats the crap out of that flyweight yeah. well he he True. did he did
0: already beat him up once well, I, he, I, I, I heard something about that but I wasn't gonna mention anything you can mention it he, he they brought Henry brought in Pantoja Sean wasn't in training camp he's a young buck I think he's 20 20 something Pantoja's a black belt Henry made him spar three rounds and Sean wasn't expecting three rounds but Crouch was like okay let let it happen and Sean spinning kick Pantoja right in his liver and put him down in the first round so I heard there may or
2: may not be video too
0: yeah no there is um (laughs) okay pound for pound list here's the pound for pound list on the official UFC it's the same no okay so Usman's number seven yeah O'Malley's number eight Aljo's number nine Hmm. yeah damn damn <laughs> yeah it's just fucking still just wild boys crazy time
2: to be alive right now
0: and it was cool that like all you guys i mean we have such a we have an online presence with the podcast with streaming with this so and people know the Jobin. so when you guys were in boston you guys saw fans of each other and were just automatically friends and every buddies. single
2: time we'd yep. walk around just downtown and we'd have job and Jobin, Jobin. job and job and like we met what feels like 30, 40, 50 people just that all of them came from different places too, in the country or even out of the country. But everyone came to Boston for that event to be with the group of people and show support. And it was special. It's cool too.
3: When they come up and they say their Twitch name and and, then you're like, Oh, that's you. Yeah. It's sick.
0: It's crazy on Twitch. Mariah's like, it's so weird with like you guys, like you guys never see warlike, but then when he's around, he's like, he's just one of the boys. It's like, 100. Yeah, that's what it feels like when you stream with someone a lot and they're on there a lot, and then you see him It just feels like oh, it's just yeah. like normal. Yep. Um, here we got some tweets. Some uh, tweets here. How long are the UFC and their new diva champion going to screw Murab and his nine-fight win streak out of a big payday? Man, if you guys watch the Murab Murab, Murab film, Murab comes forward very recklessly and he is not like super sharp with his defense yeah it's scary because his, his gas tank doesn't end that's what's scary about the guy but will people what will people say obviously they're going to what, what are they going to say next if he sleeps Murab because Mirab comes in sprinting at him he's got to sprint at him he can't stand there and go jab for jab with Sean he's, he'll get loose. and that's why even Ray Longo said Aljo said after the fight he could made it boring like Yoel and Izzy I'm like, if you make it boring like Yoel Izzy and go jab for jab with Sean, you're going tit for tat with Sean. You're going to get beat worse.
2: And plus that's just forcing him away from his ultimate Mm -hmm. game plan eventually.
0: Yeah, so I didn't really understand that. I'm like, bro, yeah, that wouldn't have been this idea.
2: When I was reading Twitter today, people were saying, well, if Aljo wants another shot of the belt, whether or not he gets that or not, we'll say theoretically he's probably not going to be ready for December. He's probably got a medical suspension, Aljo, right? Yes. Uh, Murab turns 34 years old in a month or two. He's going to be just waiting, just waiting for Aljo to take his chance while he's just sitting in the background. Once he going to get his chance, like you're just getting older and older Father times, not going to help you Murab. Like that's all yeah. I can think of.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's still, but he, he's a dangerous, dangerous fight. He's another one. You make a mistake. It's going to be fucking tough because he's a strong little freak. He's got crazy tardio. Yeah. It will go all day and just yeah he'll he'll put the pedal to the metal which that's that's pretty weird that's the scariest thing and if he gets around your waist and he puts you on the fence you're probably going to be stuck there for a little bit but like i said big cage big cage the fight starts on the feet
2: and i think it's so different because watching the aljo fight back like aljo every single time he went in for a shot it was a single leg on sean who's a taller opponent and it just allowed him to use his leverage and balance a lot more i felt like if alger really wanted to get in deep on a shot he had to trust and go for that double leg against the cage which he didn't commit to
0: yeah i mean i've preached it before when you shoot on people on the cage you should always shoot to lock your hands under their butt that's something you can't do in the open you can get single legs double legs i mean you can if you penetrate deep enough but if you shoot in every time on the fence to lock your hands behind the butt it definitely changes changes a bit um but uh, yeah people were saying even to me people I know they're like why didn't Aljo wrestle more it's like put someone into you four feet away from you four feet away from you and have them be juke juke side to side juke side to side and keep moving and keep them four feet away from you and pretend you're trying to shoot on that guy like good fucking luck it's like Aljo wanted to wrestle I can tell everyone out there he wanted to wrestle Sean's footwork and distance took it away um okay jay romero do you agree with Sugar Sugar's ad placement all over tonight's card i think the sweet sweat how cool was that picture him walking off with that sugar right underneath him that's like fuck yeah that's that was like, sick it's weird it's just like an iconic photo of her like what the fuck yeah and uh do you but agree more with it? it but it's like yeah i mean come on that's it's that's business yeah how can you hate on guy getting money <laughs> Bus- business is that's what it is how do you feel about aljo moving up to fight ortega at featherweight to test the waters people people are like oh Aljo get killed i'm like i don't think he would get killed at 45. he's a long dude the 45ers are slower than the 35ers he's just as strong as those 45ers he's probably got better jujitsu than most of the 45ers He's not tiny. He's a big fucking dude. He's not those 45ers aren't going to weigh much more than him. They're like, man, what would the 45ers do do to him since Sean did that? I'm like, that's a different, it's just a different game. I still think Aljo would do very good at 45. I
2: think his striking might be a little bit behind. Just looking at the top five of the featherweights right now, or top ten even. Uh-huh. I think his striking is going to be a little bit behind. And just I, I'm not too sure how What well about he, Brian Ortega, though? I think Brian Ortega is. A good it's probably his best matchup, but there's still a lot of dangers in that matchup because Brian Ortega off his back's a dangerous dude.
0: I, I I mean god You saw what he
2: did to Volk, even though he was but getting even, battered.
0: But even Volk's not like a black belt in jujitsu, his bread and butter is not jujitsu. It true. is for Aljo. Uh Arnold Allen, Ilya Torpuri would be a tough fight for Aljo. Joe. Yeah, it's a tough fighter um, for everyone. <laughs> but I don't know. We don't know either because when's the last time you saw Aljo? completely fed like he had to crash diet to have a hard weight cut and you only get those few hours to to charge up so who knows he could have more power more energy everything could go up at 45 and you see a whole new algo. yeah you're right i guess you don't really know yeah it's so hard to predict until it happens so ian machado do you ever, are we ever going to see ian Eden gary versus caught rock rockmanov that kind of sucks because they train together, so that'll probably that'll probably be one they're gonna not try to make. But pff, that's the fight to make almost.
2: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, or Hamzat, but I mean, Hamzat it has been like that dream fight for a while now for the core MMA fans.
0: Bro, I think Hamzat's done at one seventy.
2: But you never know if he wants that double gold. Dana offers him some money; he'd kill himself for it one he more time.
0: Double gold because he has he has he made one hundred and seventy one pounds ever.
2: Yes yes when he first started i believe right his first fight was versus reese mckee at 170.
0: and he made weight yes hmm. um ian gary's number 11 now and shavcott's number six yeah because gilbert burns trains at the same team uh they still got comms out at number four so i wonder if they're gonna keep him there because dude Calms out versus anyone i wish he was like izzy and he was just fighting four times a year yeah, it would be fucking sick. That would be nice.
2: Well, I'm seeing a lot right now is that uh, Michael Venom Page from Bellator wants to come in and get a guy from five to ten, and Shavkot saying, "Hey, I'll take you." Michael Venom Page is an entertaining fighter, yeah. like really one of the best entertainers in the sport, and uh, that's a terrible matchup for him. Sorry, man.
0: Yeah, I wonder how that negotiating is going because I guarantee you, in Bellator, Venom Page was making some bread. Well, like I would, I would if I had to guess. I mean. If I had to guess and who knows could be completely off, but at least around two hundred fifty grand, I bet.
2: Yeah, that's what I was
0: thinking too. At least. So if the UFC thinks that's worth it. Well, they paid Chandler, so I mean why yeah, not? I mean Chandler was champion in multiple ones though. Phantom Page has
2: been crushing Cans since he started.
0: Yeah, I wanna see it for sure. We'll see if the, the UFC does though. You guys been on Twitter much? Seen seen any other uh, people just <laughs> saying nice things or hating or not much. What have you guys been doing in some playing Madden? Yeah,
3: we find a lot of mad. Yeah, Twitter, I've seen just a lot of uh, the things where they clip it up with the Conor McGregor shit. And then you guys in the back hitting the pad, like the bringing it over. I was like, oh, I got chills rewatching it. And then we watched some fight reactions of like, I saw other Jobins posted on YouTube. So this morning I watched it. I was like, I got chills like all over again. It's yeah, like, oh, holy dude, fuck. that's
0: how I told him. I'm like, just so lucky. Like how many people you made just have a happy emotion and have that celebration. It's crazy. Cause it's like your team won the super bowl. And you rarely get that jacked when some fighter wins. Never. I mean, ever, ever, not even like never Connor. I'm trying to think of the last time I've, I mean I didn't get to watch that when I was in the arena but probably the last time I was like screaming like that was when Holly Holm kicked Ronda in the head <laughs> that was wild yeah. it
3: exploded in the arena I can't even explain like the like within right when he his face hit the oh.
0: yeah that's uh Connor Strahan thank you Connor Strahan he said what was going through your head when you saw Aljo's head hit the canvas that, that's so weird it's almost like I I don't even know what I was thinking um right when it's right the way he fell I almost turned around like it's already over I think but then they it kept going and I was rewatching it again and then they stop it and it's like I I was just like in sh- not shock but I was just like it happened it fucking <laughs> happened like <laughs> holy cow it was literally yeah. it felt like it was just like a 3D movie
2: yeah like it felt like it happened in slow motion honestly like just the way it all happened it went down
3: it was funny too Tim during fight week I sent uh Derek that better media dude a voice message just like I'm in Boston pussy like Aww. and he just replied back with don't you have a video to edit I was like, Fuck this guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh
0: Carl Carlson Simmons says what was Mark Garger talking about at the start of the second round I wanted to make Aljo just a little hesitant on just blitzing forward and shooting so I was telling him the kicks coming because in his last three fights he's caught people's kicks and he's ran them down so I want him to think a kick was coming or to saying Marlon Rice is coming the Marlon Marais is coming just making him hesitant a little bit to shoot I don't know if it worked or it didn't but Mark Goddard said uh talk, stop talking to him
3: is that a rule I don't, don't know we found that out because I feel like that's not
0: I don't know if it's a rule yeah I don't I don't I don't okay James Seuss congratulations to you both how do you find a way to stay balanced and grounded especially now with all the extra fame and shit that comes with with being the champ we don't that no i mean that's the thing that's the (laughs) thing we'll see but but it's like bro the hard work's gotta start now we got to stay more focused now than ever before so maybe take a couple weeks do a couple fun things actually enjoy it let it sink in and be appreciative for the win but then after it's like we got to this this will be very short-lived if we just keep partying keep traveling keep like taking things not serious it'll be short-lived we got to get to work now dude because Sean's not even close he's I'm telling you he's not even close to how good he could be so Mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta get back to it and knowing that and now that if the goal right now is to be pound for pound if you look at what we need to do to get to that It's fucking work hard, so that's probably how you stay grounded. And then it's not hard. Like you, you think you're the man, you think you're the, you're a beast. I'll I'll invite some people in here, some great, great grapplers, some great wrestlers, and they'll fuck you up. And it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get work. There's always someone out there that can fuck you up. So that's a good way to stay balanced and grounded. Just come into the dojo, find someone way tougher than you in one of the areas, and let them beat you up, and they'll be like, all right.
2: Plus, plus, if you felt like you had a target on your back before. Now you got a fucking bigger target on your back. Now that you're wearing that big gold strap around your waist,
0: Jesus! How everyone wants. Was that belt
2: heavier than you thought? Heavier than fucking shit! Wow. We Googled up how much it costs to make one of those belts. How much? 2011. Last time they said 330 thousand to make one of those belts, and only the price of gold's only going up since then, man. No way. 2021. Yeah. So two, two years since. Fuck, bro.
0: Yeah it's like it's just still like wow just seeing that thing even coming into the gym and just being like it's so weird bro (laughs) chills chills okay here we go LL Puff Daddy one of the long time OGs do you think Mount or back is a is more dominant position for BJJ how about in MMA congrats on the dub I think probably the back realistically a body triangle on the back um mount isn't just the most comfortable position everyone in fighting and everyone I mean a lot of jujitsu tournaments too they're explosive and they're good athletes so just sticking someone in mount is is a hard thing to do so I would say the back and especially with the body triangle on the back especially because I mean in in Division One wrestling in NAI wrestling in wrestling in America the body triangle is illegal So in high school when you're wrestling all your life you're not thinking you're not doing stuff to escape the body triangle so if a wrestler goes all fours the jujitsu guy end up ends up taking his back and now a body triangles on him now it's a lot harder to escape um
2: yeah there's a reason that wrestlers choose the half guard instead of the top mount too when
0: they're on top you know well the half guard you're sitting on one of their legs and if you can pinch your knees and if you can figure for your legs when you're on top and half guard they need that leg to get up you will not be able to get up when they're sitting on that leg um side control and mountain stuff they have their legs they can start bridging they can start moving they can be a lot more explosive so definitely the half guard is one of the best spots to damage someone Nathaniel Spencer after seeing Sean's recent comments about MMA managers and the thing that he tweeted about Ian Gary's manager for from Vayner Sports is it safe to assume Sean had a falling out with Gary V's management company yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did, but uh they're they're dealing with some stuff that's that's in the courts and stuff. So I'm sure when that's all done, he'll be able to talk about it a little bit. But that's not my place to talk about. Toby, heavyweight MMA, just had a funny comment from a Russian friend. He said he was reading the comments on Peter Yon's post after the Yon fight, and some Russians were com- comment commenting, "How did it feel to lose to a hooker?" LOL. Won some cash on sugar the weekend. I bet on. Uh, on ko in the second Whoa, toby toby um i'm sure that's good uh i think sean was wanting to wear his um his outfit his um abu dhabi outfits this weekend this week for the boston stuff but danny's like no we're not wearing that not funny (laughs) i thought it'd been pretty sweet that would have been hilarious (laughs) (laughs) Uh, soul filth talking about talk about manifestation self-belief does sugar being champ feel unreal can't imagine what the highs are like right now is what you guys imagined it would feel like I never really imagined what it would feel like I never really thought what would that feel like and it's just it's just I mean it's weird the only thing that really changes is so much shit going on on social media other than that we're just still fucking scrubs get in yeah. our car go to training go home eat but what's going on social media that's what's popping um what's your weed schedule during fight camp when do you smoke when do you not I know Sean stopped about I think about two weeks out when we were over at my house for those burgers and he had an edible that was his last last little bit of weed so two weeks out kind of slow it down Kalen Navarrez, Brian what's up Tim this weekend I got into it my eighth Muay Thai and kickboxing tournament what advice would you give your fighter if they were doing this well Brian the work's already done so hopefully you're prepared for that tournament so now like I've said before, you gotta focus on what you can control. Don't worry so much about the outcome. just worry about worry about uh implementing your skills. Anthony Hojback, back brother hoge Hodge said uh he'd bet his eyebrows that he could twister warlike in a five minute round and warlike what's your
2: thoughts on that? I think hoge is fucking delusional, but I mean he knows that he saw i mean if he was in the room this week, he saw me. Pulling those sweeps on Schmidt, getting in the top, watching Schmidt buck his way into exhaust. I will
0: give you give you it. That armbar sweep you hit on Schmidt, you saw it, six point sweep, straight to mount on a three hundred pound man. So I
3: was like, I'm about to get fucked up. He was the first one to go. I was like, damn, he is pretty good. All when right. Schmidt
0: was
2: dry, he had all of his energy, and then Brock tells me after, he's like, Oh yeah, when I saw that, I looked to Sono, I said, Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah,
3: he <did.
2: laughs> okay. He did
0: uh hoge says since you guys achieved your goal making sugar world champ does that change your thoughts on ever fighting again and trying to get in the ufc dude just being a fighter and trying to get in the ufc you have to be so selfish right now i have two gyms i have almost 240 or more students and now i have a kid who's the world champion and the potential to be pound for pound so right now for me to be selfish and be like i'm gonna just train myself i'm gonna put all this stuff on the side whatever i I just want some i want some whatever i want I want to fight that would be dumb that would be dumb we're in a unique spot to make history forever um Zane okay this is a long one I'll, I'll read it had my first fight saturday the same night y'all fought found myself worrying about a lot of things other than the fight not necessarily nerves or being nervous more so of my family being in the crowd i'd taken down and be like damn my family was just witnessing me getting thrown to the ground what advice do y'all have when it comes to being in the ring also found myself looking at the little jumbatron looking at myself a lot it was just an unreal feeling and and when i'm actually fighting i would almost kind of abandon all of my training I would wouldn't try to try and keep distance I would just get hit and kind of want to my get hit my hit back and would just try to brawl which would lead me to getting taken down Zane that's that's the part of being amateur bro those are all the emotions you go through I anyone on their first second fight very very rarely unless they've competed at a high level in some other sport it's just going to be a hectic mess in there I don't care how good you look on the pads I don't care how good you look sparring when you're sparring you know when you're sparring that guy's goal isn't to seriously hurt you now you got a guy in front of you who seriously wants to hurt you you got this crowd erupting you got your family all sitting front row uh that's that's when we started meditating, when I started meditating, because my jaw, when my jaw was wired shut, I was going to drive myself fucking crazy because I had no one at home with me. So I was like, I got to find something. So the tools Titans book by Tim Ferriss, all these top performers talked about meditation. I'm like, God, it just sounds just cheesy. And I found the Sam Harris app. They put you through a little program. After I did, it, I was like, Sean, you got to try to meditate, bro. You got to. I know it's going to help in fighting so much because these are the big problems in fighting, thinking about what could all the things that could happen. Um, thinking about the, your family there. think about who's watching and think about all this shit. And that's where a lot of people lose their fight because they can't bring themselves in the moment and meditation. That's what it teaches you to be able to bring yourself right where you're at and not have thoughts be constantly thinking about the future, constantly anxiety or whatever, worried about the past or worried about external things. It brings you into the moment. And he's an expert at that because to be able to do that in Boston, where that fucking crowd is about to erupt, so much pressure on the kid. So much pressure. Knowing he's fighting one of the best guys in the world, the best grapplers, most athletic, long people, and his ribs fucked up. We legit didn't grapple for five weeks. I was like, God, I want to grapple so bad. I'm, I'm like stressed about making him grapple. Stressed me the fuck out. But he went in there in the moment, confident. It's like jesus bro that was fucking insane it's literally like a michael jordan type athlete to do shit like that
2: special man special. just
0: just for what was going on that would fuck most people up 99 percent of people would have pulled out all right ryan lester timbo love seeing you talk shit during the ceremonial weigh-ins do other coaches do that sending positive vibes i used to do that a little bit knowing those guys are a little bit lower level and they'll probably throw them off a little bit but at this high level these guys are such good competitors that is, brutal. it's not gonna matter. It's probably not gonna fuck with him. I didn't really talk shit to Aljo. I just said, "Hey, you better take him down fast." I'm trying to get him to think that we're gonna throw a flying knee or we're gonna sprint at you and throw something up the middle to make him like, "Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that bait." Who knows if it worked? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Probably didn't. He's a fucking competitor. Hafael Menjivar, do you take anything or use anything for fuller hair and a hairline? Been looking sharper, brother. <laughs> What's that? did, did you, you make have that, that hairline surgery? Yeah. <laughs> when did you get your hairline surgery done, bro? Um ah, fuck, dude. There was a point when my someone said one day, like, I forgot who said it, but they're like, oh, you're balding a little bit. And I like I was like, No, I can't be a fucking red bald fuck. Um I and then I just I guess eating healthy, not drinking a lot. And then I have such a sensitive fucking head that I can't be shampooing my head every goddamn day. And I guess everyone's supposed to not shampoo every day. It's hard with jujitsu because you have to shower at least two, three times a day after you train. So my head just gets so dry. Uh, so not washing it every single day has helped. Just it's rinse not shower. Just rinse it with water. <laughs> <No>, I <it's like> still <laughs> 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 fucking shower. Dude. <laughs> Uh, but dude if i was balding if i was legit balding i'd do what mike malak did two thousand bucks went to that other country and his hair looks actually completely normal and he was balding bad sony your time's coming so you better never
3: out. never my dad still got his hair grandpa we're good you keep boozing like you're doing we'll be all right we'll be all right <laughs> he'll lose his liver before his hair he's yeah. fine we'll be- <laughs>
0: jay would you go bald would you just go bald with it yeah
2: he'd get a skull tattoo yeah. i could see it
0: yeah that'd be cool um lenny J, fucking inspiring uncle right i'm buzzing five days later when the pole counter landed i showed shadow box for about 15 minutes and ripped my shoes to sprint up and down the street screaming do you plan out sugar's training camp to make sure all the bases are covered or does he map out his own plan for his training schedule how many years do you think before we see i'll dance the first one Training schedule usually kind of just talk to Brandon. It's usually Sean too, and we just I usually try to get two to three at least mitt workouts, MMA workouts with him a week, and and then two more like grapplings. So try to do mitts. Try try to do it twice a week sometimes, and then two grapplings, and then just they schedule in Brandons and stuff around that. How many years do you think before we see UFC champion say, "Sugar, I inspired the same way Connor did for Shug." I mean that's probably already happened Lenny J I mean you see you know how many skinny dudes are so motivated by him probably I mean a bunch of skinny dudes he didn't wrestle he didn't do any combat sports coming up and he's just a skinny little dude that gives a lot of skinny dudes fucking motivation yeah I could say that they roll in and they're like if that if he can do it I could fucking do it so I think already Lenny I still think I can <laughs> Lenny says, I've been on Patreon for years, and the real ones know you two have been put in the work for work day by day, not overnight. Lenny, I appreciate it, brother. It's crazy on the Patreon. There there has been a lot of supporters from four years back, and to get where we're at now, it's freaking sweet, and you guys have been able to Hang out and follow along ck22 what do you think is the best split in terms of scheduling for an amateur train camp three three minute rounds thinking eight to ten per se- sessions per week of grappling striking and may work but how should i mix in my sprint strength work on the side i'll be eight weeks out next week fourth fight so i have a solid idea but any input is appreciated i mean i would just make your main workouts you're striking you're boxing you're grappling those should be your main hard workouts strength conditioning it doesn't need to be too crazy if you're doing strength conditioning and it's taken away from your your mma workouts or your grappling workouts then you gotta you gotta switch it up because those need to be important practices where you're working the hardest probably but 10 sessions per week you're getting you're covered you're doing good tucker sudnick i'm studying to get certified for my new job 7.5 hour zoom on 8 30 to 5 and then got the night shift at my other job any nutritional tips to get me prepared for a long day dude I'd have a fat fucking shake a fat shake full of a bunch of superfoods full of a bunch of nutrients and then get some of those go macro bars those go macro bars that they sell them at uh health food stores they sell them at Sprouts those are those are good bars some decent calories try that brother quest Truxton how do how much of sugar striking is from you and him just experimenting with stuff on the mitts literally probably all of it all of it I, we maybe watch a fighter steal something from a fighter try it on the mitts and if it feels good for his balance and the, the way he moves then we'll we'll add it so a lot of it just fucking around what's a week worth of striking sessions look like for him there was a lot more this this fight camp we were doing a lot more just because we took away the grappling practices liam h who picked the walkout song for sugar that was sean who picked that i think lupe fiasco was supposed to walk out
2: yeah that's what he was saying he said they wanted something like that but they couldn't get him in uh in boston
0: in time yeah or something maybe vegas maybe december would it be cooler if six nine walked out with them or lupe
2: six
3: I think, I think lupe
0: really i do yeah six we get I the think- crowd
3: going,
2: man because <laughs> all, all those six has a bunch of bangers Lupe has that banger he has that one
0: but if six came out all colorful like bounce into like because you see but, people at his concerts but people like, in the crowd don't like him
2: I think that just split crowd
0: straight up but think think of how young Sean's uh, most of his I think half of them at least still hate six nine yeah both. I think we should do both. yeah Not not at the do same it. time. No, do it Fuck Do at would be good. Uh, Jared Fletties, thanks for taking taking us on this journey with you guys. Literally that's what it's felt like on Patreon because we've put on we've been putting behind the scenes uh stuff on this Patreon for literally four years.
2: Not even like Patreon though at the same time. Like me and Sono it's like this is a journey for us, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh for sure. Like
2: this like five years ago me and Sean fought in a YouTube video where I came down and I sparred Sean for a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. We've maintained that over five years to where we've had people coming from different countries to
3: meet up at fights. Mm-hmm. I, want just, <laughs> Dude, I want this guy next. I want this guy next. Yeah, MMA. MMA, MMA, like we did last time. A- ask him on Friday night
2: once we got those uh, <laughs> the fridge out the door, ask him what happened to him Saturday, or Friday night. Did war beat the fuck out you? No, 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 no. He said, oh, my stomach's sore the next I day. I was
3: laying down. He just came and dropped the people's elbow on oh, me. Okay.
0: okay. Um, and then uh, Jared Filetti says, can you explain a little on how you go about making all the Jobans feel like they're a part of the team through content, etc." Thanks, brother. I don't know. Each day, I, I try to th- see things that I'm doing or we're doing that stick out that I'm like, God damn, our people need to hear about that. Um, so like, it's not really that hard. And I enjoy doing it.
2: It's not even that I would say. It's like naturally you're just leading by example. You're just recording what you're doing. Yeah. It's not even like you're going above and beyond. You're just, yeah, you're just leading by oh, example.
0: doing, yeah. Luke Herman, are you and Sugar going to do another JRE now you got the belt? I don't know. I think just Joe messages people. I think tonight, we, though, we might be popping into this uh, Too Short Wiz and Snoop Dogg concert because they want to say what up to him. So that's not 100%, but I think we might do that tonight. The JRE thing, though, I think. Joe Rogan literally just messages you out of nowhere so you never know it's just random Andrew Molina what are the most important daily habits exercises you guys do that I can use as a jujitsu guy I mean bro just getting hydrated it's getting hydrated with a good maybe a thorn supplement thorn has catalyte. they have amino acids they have uh, magnesium they have creatine they all taste good as fuck. so if you make sure you're getting your your nutrients and your supplements um and then just getting a little movement and stretching in before you go to bed you'll be covered there andrew big ship Fuck, i wish i'd have met big ship big ship did you guys week. meet him
2: yeah we met big ship i say he's
0: cool as hell what were you all ex- able to experience in boston outside of fight stuff we went downtown one time to this uh cafe it was called cafe bonjour and it was a nice it was like old old as shit, but the menu was so good so we got to do that other than that we just walked around the Encore we uh there was a Costco we walked by that that was cool and then other than that there was just nothing it was just transporting from the Encore to the Fighter Hotel back to Encore Fighter Hotel a couple times we went to Whole Foods and uh that was it big ship right there yeah it was a lot of fucking media a lot of media so majority was the day was that Nzrm Charlie, congrats Timbo and Sugar and the team. Inspiring to see all the years of hard work, sacrifice and dedication pay off in the championship bout. World championship. Excited to witness the beginning of a sh- of the Sugar era. What's the most underrated aspect of Sugar as a fighter that you you think separates him from other athletes? It still amazes me that people sleep on his grap grappling. What's the most underrated aspect? Probably it, one is his grappling because he's a fucking good grappler. I mean, we've been wrestling and grappling for years now with very, very good people. So that's definitely underrated. But what's most underrated? I'd say
2: is mindset for me.
0: Easily. Easily is mindset. Because people, like, you don't understand how much
2: it takes when you've got a million people on Twitter calling your name every single day and 50% of them are talking shit about you and 50% of them are saying good things about you
0: dude and you can have I don't give a fuck how good your team is yeah a good team a good coach whatever it does does their little part it don't matter unless you have an athlete like that that can go in there and make it happen yeah and he's that so it easily is his mindset for sure <clears throat> and, and just how like fight day it was a long fight day dude sitting in your hotel waiting for that moment until and we didn't even go to the fucking arena until 10 p.m that's a lot of mental battles you're having in your in, in your head um But he said he was literally, and I felt it too, just calm all day, calm, no emotions in the locker room.
2: Well, even like we came, me and Sono came into the room on yep. Friday night. We saw him. And between Friday and Saturday, obviously, we're all having a bunch of people DM us, like, oh, what's going to happen? The fight. Like everything I just kept telling them was Sean's so dialed in. Like he is so dialed in when I saw him.
0: What were you, were you guys worried a little bit about the rib a little bit? Like, I, well,
2: I felt no fear on that because just his confidence, the way he held himself in that yeah. time that we saw him, I just knew that if he didn't have anything to say on it, then
3: there was nothing. Yep. I remember the, the day that happened. happened and I was like, you know, I was like his mindset, like you said, is crazy because seeing that and then remember when you guys let me watch him with Embedded was here, hit the, the last pads. I, that day I was like, something special was in the room when I was, was. I, I was
0: like, something's here. Bro, I felt that too. That those last days on those, there was just something, just like
3: I was the only one in the room sitting there. I was like, "There's no way no one else feels this shit." Embedded, you feel this because
0: just me and him. is fucking sick.
3: Cracking. It sounded like a gun's
0: going. Yeah, and that's what happened for sure. For sure, fucking fire. Uh, schwacked Jack. Story of the first time you got call fire. Did you accept it? What were your immediate thoughts? It hurt so bad. It pissed me off so bad because you couldn't sleep. I got it drained a couple times and then you barely touch it and this blows up again it's just like those nights of sleep are a pain in the ass but then if you just let it heal both my ears were huge I I I emptied them they'd fill back up but then I just let it gave it like a week might have been a little bit more but now they're just rock hard and it just doesn't bug me one bit so some some people freak the fuck out about that fire. just drain it just accept it. it Now you're gonna get way more pussy. <laughs> no, it's just jokes. I don't. I don't know if I've ever met a girl that thinks it hot. Actually, I have. I have. I've seen girls that are like, God, that's just hot. Then <laughs> a lot of people think you're just born with some fucked up defect. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, they might think <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tucker Holland. Besides last week, what are some of your favorite moments from the career, coaching or fighting? I don't know. It's just. It's so weird how things work out so think weird how things work out because if I wouldn't have like my dreams obviously we're fighting the UFC is just being obsessed with it for 10 plus years that's my only goal never worked a job I've just been training in mixed martial arts trying to get good at all these different areas and then that happened broke my fucking face started getting bills from the med- medical bills because the the promotion wasn't covering it I'm like this is a fucking nightmare dude but then it led me to just kind of fo- focus on uh opening the gym focusing on, on everything else that I'm doing now and now I wouldn't trade it for anything dude it's so crazy how from that happening was such a painful like sad thing um and it led us to now so it's fucking su- just sweet Paul check calls it like the hero's journey going through shit like that
2: yeah you gotta go through the fire and the flames man yeah
0: um so yeah and then and then Sean winning the world title I mean that just trumps it all it was just the most epic thing ever dude uh Jess Jesse Shemansky I assume there's going to be a lot of people wanting to train at your gym are you going to put on a cap capacity on it I actually am you remember Monday that was crazy motivation (laughs) that was crazy does so i, I, so I try to tell the students remind me. i don't know if i worded it good enough but i'm like god this motivation you can't just always it doesn't last
3: you worded that good
0: what, whatever okay. your whatever your goal is even if your goal is just like i just want to be a blue belt or i want to win a tournament or some people's goal is to be a world champion what, whatever your goal is you gotta just you gotta commit to it and hold yourself accountable and not wait for just spurts of motivation the motivation that motivating people is good but it's like it's it's fucking worthless if it just fizzles out because there's it's easily when you're training jujitsu there's just it's too easy to find an excuse not to train oh it's my neighbor's birthday oh uh my cousin got a tattoo and i gotta go help or i got a tattoo and i gotta it's like this is too easy to find an excuse so you gotta figure out what you want to do really figure out like damn what's my goal what's, what's a realistic goal a hard goal that I can accomplish and you gotta hold yourself accountable. If you don't, there's a good chance you're not gonna be shit in your life and you're just gonna have to be a robot and find some normal job. So when you say things like that though, do you prefer your students have your a short term
2: goal or a long term goal when it comes to jujitsu or even growing stuff like that?
0: I think I think you can you can I mean re reevaluate the goals, but I even have on my sheet when you sign up, I wanna what's your goal at the bottom? what's your goal it's like some people's goals like I just want to get in shape which is perfect sweet just try to show up be consistent get in shape some people's like I want to compete okay or some people are I want to fight okay it's like so they write down those goals and then I I see those goals and then try to the expectations different for each one of those what's your goal Answer your question or not
2: kind of yeah well my goal I would I would want to be a black belt someday I yeah. think that's a good long-term goal I'm, i I want to be consistent I'm never going to stop doing jiu-jitsu that's just something I've
0: learned I've been doing it for so like for, the yeah. sweet thing about that like you're gonna be a black belt the only way you wouldn't be a black belt if you just quit yeah and that's not gonna happen no I don't see that happening which is a fucking good goal yeah uh what about you
3: top five lightweight in the UFC no i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking black belt imagine black if that belt. was your actual we're like, are you fucking yeah, like, retarded <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no no just get a black belt one. i want my short-term goal is to compete just to go compete not win lose and compete mm-hmm. that's my short-term goal that'll
0: be good i'll be good because i i'm thinking if we keep you cooking at the pace you're cooking i think it maybe january copy might be a good one january february might be a good time i'm
3: gonna start tapping into nogi too
0: yeah there's gonna be a lot more nogi going on so it'll be good um how do you retain information you read from books something that sticks out if something sticks out in a book I'll just underline it and I'd never read a book start to finish like ever Mariah always does she cannot bounce around books but I have different books I'm like what am I what am I what am I thinking that I want to learn today like is it how to communicate better how to better be a better leader um how do just different shit? so I'll pick up the book and then if it's a book I've read before then I can start from the beginning and look re-look at the stuff I underlined that stuck out to me um yeah I'd say that Tim I have fear of flying airplanes any advice my buddy Bulldog uh Bulldog David Mashad, he was in the UFC and they literally cut him because he's scared to fly he got offered a fight in Australia a fight that he would have go smoke he would have smoked the kid and he said no and the UFC's like well we're gonna let you go then but he tried it. He tried to even do it like a a class where you go there and you just sit on the plane. You just sit on the plane and see if you can stay calm. It's not going to take off or anything. But then that's like fuck. That would suck.
3: Or like he would have hated your Spirit flight, huh? Oh, the way you yeah. said that was landing, dude. When I
2: flew Spirit back to Arizona, that shit. Yeah. They said first off, like when you do the tape, like when you're landing the like sit in your seat half hour before the plane lands, they said hour 15, they're like, okay, we're going to experience some turbulence <laughs> as we get in. And this shit, I swear to God, we were skating where the plane was coming in. And it was
0: like, <sighs> bro, how much pressure can those things take? Like how big of a drop does it need to take to just rip a wing off? Oh,
2: oh it didn't matter to me. I knew I was stuck there.
0: It was going to be quick. If it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of accept the death. Oh right? yeah. I was, I was just there for the ride. <laughs> yeah but my buddy Bulldog now he dri- he drove he drove to Boston from North Dakota no, South Dakota holy fuck 25 hours I should have hitched a ride
3: you almost took a train but bro, he tried he,
0: he tried he cornered Mario Bautista and he can drive just accepted it I'm gonna drive before he fought uh Oliver St. Prue or wait oh no, O-B-
2: uh, Obam Mercier. yeah yeah we fought
0: him in Montreal he drove from Arizona to Montreal no fucking way it's above New York if you don't know holy that
3: holy shit that should be a I trucker. hate driving like that Oof.
0: Roger I says what are you going to do with the bonus Chad you're the goat demo I'm already I mean I'm trying to just fucking put it in this I'm trying to put it in my business and I'm looking at this little uh, apartment that I might get and rent it out to one of the one soldier who I know who I know can pay rent who I know is not going to just turn into a shit hole so I'm looking at this little apartment that's going to be pretty close to the gym that I can possibly rent out we'll see what happens but just soup up this new place and that that's it Scott Van Van Dane Hoogenband. why did Sean not wear the ankle wraps for this fight just feel they are long they are no longer necessary you demand dude I tell you what finishing a single leg on that kid with no ankle wraps ankle wraps give you a little bit of a grip a little bit of a grip and you saw it you saw the way he slid that single leg out who knows if that ankle wraps more grippy so i think it was probably four weeks ago i said hey i don't think we should wear ankle wraps and he agreed and worked out good the rest is history worked out good yeah um t-bone just j biscuits here t-bone can you give us through a, a process real quick through the stem cell process how did you get hooked up with the right people cost duration worth it uh yeah cpi stem cells uh b- b- legend in the jiu-jitsu game scotty scotty and then his uh his buddy ed clay they own cpi and they they helped us out they helped us out they hooked us up a bit but it's worth it my shoulders literally 100 percent. i couldn't do pull-ups i couldn't do jits i thought i was like bam i don't even know if i'll be able to really wrestle ever again it's fucking and and then they wanted me to get surgery i'm like well if it that's what it takes i'll get surgery um but i did the stem cells six months later i'm damn near 100 percent. so it was definitely worth it
3: shot in the shoulder shot in the cock
0: Shot in the we cock, were... shot in the cock wore off, <laughs> but you get that shot. Yeah, it, that shot in the cock.
3: That was just to feel something.
2: and <laughs>
0: It didn't feel, feel good something. though because I fucking bucked and they had to stab me twice. <laughs> like we have
3: to give you double the dose. I'm so sorry,
0: but bro, probably a good two months, three months after that, when I got yeah. a bone bone, that was a bone bone baby. <laughs> yeah. I could have fucking ran through a wall <laughs> with that thing, dude. <laughs> PS you got to get a pick of Slick Rick and the belt I would love to do that I haven't seen Rick in a minute I think he's at rehab but I always go down to Burger King to check if he's there he's not there yet Jacob if you had to start yours and Sean's journey over tomorrow what would you do differently Oh, if we had done stuff differently who knows if we'd be where we're at now so probably not literally wouldn't have done nothing differently groovy Fu, what advice would you give to someone who wants to open a Jiu Jitsu gym also what are some lessons you've learned from having your own Academy peace Joe groovy Fu, I want to do a Patreon video a breakdown of completely that on what I would do if I'm starting my Jiu Jitsu Academy brand new what I would do where I'd go to find mats how big of a place I'd look for what um software to use to keep track of people's memberships um what things that you don't really think about some things that you don't really think about. I'm going to do a, a Patreon video on that groovy foo because people don't really, people don't look at that as a career. Even if you get a black belt in jujitsu, there's, there's not a ton of black belts in jiu-jitsu compared to people with bachelor's degree in business or a master's in this master's in this. there's all sorts of people have those, but jujitsu is such a hard one to become a black belt because you have to go through so much. And people don't look at that. If you own a jujitsu gym and you're good at communicating with people, different types of people, you could make a lot of money. And it's not like, okay, you're just going to make this much money forever. Yeah. Okay. You make 90,000 a year, but that's forever. So now your life's like a fuck being, having a jiu-jitsu academy is the best job in the world. In my opinion. Yeah. There's stresses that come with it, but it's like you get to come out can teach your buddies how to choke each other out have a good time i feel like i'm in here with my buddies every night and then you get, you get to make some bread so it's 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 a career path that i think more should talk about how jesse swain how strong is the the temptation for you guys to go full johnny menzel route now that you reach the top right bro it's if this would have happened when he was 1920, percent, percent you and johnny manzel route 100 percent dude pussy drugs having a hoot that's the main goal in life now um but now he's a little bit more mature we read the right books at the right time and then the baby happened he's always wanted to be a really good dad um he's got and he's got good people around him that that he trusts so probably go johnny manziel for a couple of weeks here and then get back, <laughs> get back <laughs> yeah. tighten it up
2: yeah. win a heisman or something get out of here
0: Zach Raymond with a style like Sean's. Zach Raymond's our buddy. He works for Santa Bowl. He's a good dude. With a style like Sean's, after seeing that outcome, how important do you think grappling positions are compared to distance management? Both equally is important, Zach. Everyone's going to be. A, everyone's going to be. Some are going to be real fast twitch. Some are be a little bit slower fast twitch. Some people long. Some people short. The distance management is huge. And if you keep that distance man, distance management right, you're not even going to have to grapple but things happen in fights you fucking roll your ankle you throw a punch you break your hand um you throw a kick just maybe cracks your ankle cracks your shin a little bit now now it gives opportunity guy an opportunity to shoot so you got to be ready for everything the grappling positions are just as just as uh important alan what age did you go pro how many fights do you think do you think an amateur should get before going pro i had 10 10 amateur fights I had like 14 boxing like smokers fights um it depends everyone's different if you're going against a good guy and you're getting all those all those like you're able to pace yourself with your energy you're getting more efficient with your techniques um then you could go you could be three fights on Bryce Meredith he did I think he did I don't even know if he did any amateur fights he might have did one amateur fight but he's had thousands and thousands of wrestling matches wrestling matches on ESPN like wrestling at the highest level so he knows how to compete so for him it's a little different for someone who hasn't competed at all I'd get I'd get a good amount I'd get a good amount because once you go pro and you start racking up losses as a pro it's hard to dig a hole out of that destroy tech word the pragmatist can't worry about every possible outcome event adva- advanced I'm not sure what that means brother but I appreciate that <laughs> Zach poden who did you go to for advice on coaching specifically for a five-round championship fight I'm sure I'm sure you already learned a lot from Robert and other guys you've previously been around but was there anyone that reached out to you this past camp for tips no because I've been I've been around people in world championship training camps I've seen mistakes people have made I've seen like people like Robert Falls cornering Kevin Lee Kevin Lee's just hyped up he's he's just hyped up in the locker room he's hyped up, probably hyped up all day he, he's walking out to the crowd he's hyped up he's trying to just get his energy high and then he gets in that cage and he fucking fatigues in two rounds five rounds so Sean knew it too but I would keep, keep reminding him like let's keep the emotions down all day like very low emotions not even laughing not even just keeping calm all day keep calm during the warm-up keep very calm during the walkout and let's save every ounce of energy you have for that 25 minutes right there um because yeah you've seen that be a mistake people try to go out there and their fucking gas tank shot after the second or third round and they got two more rounds to go yeah uh justin Lathy, if connor reached out to train this camp is that something you'd be interested in i mean how could you not i mean fuck yeah
2: <laughs> do it on the yacht are you kidding
0: Fuck yeah <laughs> Go take some bumps, get into the fucking <laughs> training room, just laugh flex in the mirror, <laughs> hit some of the Jose Aldo <laughs> Connor shots. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Head home.
2: Then do it again next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Justin lethe Also, any red hawk merch drops coming soon. Yes, we actually these specs. These glasses are gonna be available. Those soon. goggles? Yeah. <laughs> so you see a motherfucker with these, you know he's <laughs> yeah. either looking to scrap or fuck. Yes, sir. <laughs> um they'll have a little uh, Red Hawk Academy logo on those too and then a um, couple like vintage type shirts are going to be pretty cool they're coming out soon Justin Lathy. Hayden Russell I know you say the whole team Dan Garner brand Harris etc are the best in the world I 100 agree but what do you think separates them from the rest and why are they the best with that said do you think it is essential to build a team like this early on even as an amateur Dan Garner owns his own businesses he's so fucking passionate about what he does it's insane the same with Brandon Harris he owns his own business he's so passionate about what he does so passionate about the latest research and just improving himself and both those guys live by what they preach um I and I do think that separates them from the rest for sure for sure why are they the best? Probably just because, like I said, they're so open-minded and open to learning. Plus they're very smart and they've been around the game for so long. Just wise people. With that said, do you think it's essential to build a team like this early on as amateur? I mean, Brandon Harris, he's probably $200 an hour to work with Dan Garner to get your blood work done by him. is probably for, I mean, who knows? He's coming out with a thing to make it cheaper. So more fighters can do it, but he's a very expensive dude too. He works with the best athletes in the world so to find that as an amateur would be hard but you could find something something similar Find find a strength conditioning coach who's really hungry about learning and learning from other strength conditioning coaches find a nutritionist who's maybe in college and that's that's going to be their passion and then you could maybe grow all together because affording them early on would be hard Shane Lou in your own words how do you define a top G probably a top G probably a guy who just like is in charge of his own emotions he can't let someone just get him all bent out of shape someone who maybe has maybe has a passion and they're working towards it uh what would you say war
2: i would say somebody that that doesn't let others affect their goals and their beliefs like really somebody who stays in their own lane and just trusts the process because like you're always going to have people that are doubting like or say something's wrong but as long as that's what you believe and you you go with what you say like you yeah, you don't do things differently.
0: Yeah. I mean, what what would you say?
3: Like you start, like stoicism just in a different way. You're super stoic. Yeah. You, you just hold it like down, down like a top G. You can't affect me.
0: But when it comes to routines and like discipline and same. You got yeah. you got to have those dialed. Yeah. You got to have those dialed if you want that. Uh John Maxwell, are you and Sugar thinking about Renting out an Airbnb in Peoria for the Jobans to visit and train at your gym. John Maxwell, I might be getting this place and it's a couple miles from a gym. I don't know if I'm gonna rent it to someone just permanently or make it an Airbnb. We'll see. But yeah, I'm we're looking to I'm looking to do that. Jay, my girl caught me texting other chicks after going through my phone when I was asleep. She's Red pissed. Flag. How would you handle that situation?
3: Red flag. She went through your phone, bro. But Get still, now
0: she now he got caught. Now he got get lust. out of I mean, there but maybe he likes her maybe he likes her and uh, may, maybe he likes her a lot and everything matches up they get along she's got her own shit going on and maybe he was craving some other plus
3: how would you guys feel if someone if your girl wore, if you had a girlfriend and she went through your phone and you woke up she's like why are you texting this big chocolate woman Chill. tonight <laughs> i i honestly so i'm on the other side of the spectrum with that where
2: i think that that's okay. I, I personally don't that mind. the girl looks through the phone. If she, my girlfriend wants to look through my phone, I, I don't see a problem with that because I've got nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. That's just, but that's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if it's Jay, it's either gonna, it's either gonna make you go. No, this is the Jay on here. It's well, either going to make you okay. your, take your relationship to the next level or do you not really love your girlfriend that much and you're looking to build a relationship for with another girl or are you looking to play that game because I know how it is on that phone it's like it's a little game and if you win at this game you get a picture of tits (laughs) or or something like that something something. Uh, so yeah maybe it'll it'll cause you to talk and be honest and just or or you'll just be like fucking try to deny and just keep lying I don't know what they
3: don't know won't how kill would you them.
0: handle the situation I, I mean at this at that point you got to be honest and just I don't know what you're looking for because maybe you're look you're building another relationship or you just want some puss on the side I don't know so I guess that that's the difference there Brandon B you and Mariah thoughts on having kids soon I'll bet my money if you guys get pregnant Sean will bust in Danny right away it's probably pretty accurate Brandon <laughs> I don't know I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh I'm uh yeah probably probably in the next couple years maybe i I don't know i just don't feel like right now in my life i don't feel like when i go home i'm just missing something i'm i'm missing something i just need to have a kid
3: well tim running around the corner i (laughs) want that
0: because it'd be fucking fun (laughs) but it'd bring a lot of stress and i want that eventually but right now i'm like i just don't feel like i'm missing nothing right now you have to to throw a football helmet on that
2: kid inside (laughs) the house
0: what are some hidden michael br what are some hidden tips you employ from the corner in a fight like talking to your opponent to get them thinking about kicks or yelling to the ref to get them to call a fight what are some hidden tips there's not really hidden
2: tips i would say having your hands up at the end of the round like as a fighter though yeah like you're the man like well like i won that round i'd say for me at least Mm -hmm. as a
0: bystander those judges are so stupid it could work yeah Mm -hmm. they're really dumb (laughs) just get the fuck beat out of me just jumped yeah <laughs> that's oh, man. Nate Diaz won all five rounds <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> uh yeah other tips probably tips it's like dude you gotta just let that person calm down for 30 seconds you don't have a minute to be fucking barking at them their heart rate's so high sh- shit's going on and you go in there and start yelling at them for one full minute that's too much for them to remember anyways so get them to calm down for a while get them to calm down follow their breath a little bit calm down and then give them one or two simple things
2: as, as a coach, do you prefer one of fighters like responsive in the cornering there? So like, I know that there's some corners where they'll say like, yes, sir. Like after like, or repeat,
0: what do you, what do I want you to do? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I mean, because I know he's smart enough. It's going to make sense to him what I say. And but, if it doesn't, then it's okay. I mean, he, he's the one in there fighting.
2: Yeah. I think just for me from the outside, I feel like when you say like that, yes, sir, it gets past that like subconscious mind just saying, uh, uh, huh, uh, huh," uh-huh, or like, Maybe a little bit more focused for me.
0: Maybe my brain. Yeah. I, I mean, I think every fighter's going to be different too. And every fighter's maybe they need a, a fire lit under their ass. Like, what the fuck? Like, get, let's get going. You're not a fucking bitch. Show me you're not a bitch. Let's go fight or something. Every fighter's different. But I know Sean, he just wants it calm and he wants to just straightforward. If I sometimes there's going to be times in the corner, I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing to fucking say. Maybe just reiterate a little bit of the game plan. Just focus on that and let's go. But people go in there and they start barking shit just because they think they need to, and it's like, God, that is terrible advice. Sometimes you hear these fucking guys. Less is more. Okay, here we go. Isaac the Great. Sometimes I go back and watch all the old pods. Shits are hilarious. Do you ever go back and watch some, um, some and reflect on how far you've come with the pod, and also how do I get the thorn discount? Yeah, if you're a part of the Patreon, you get a thirty percent off on the thorn supplements the third party tested the best supplements out there and you just got to message me message me on Patreon your name and your email and I'll have Mariah send you the link but I haven't watched those. Well. but I think those pods and stuff will be funny to watch when we're way older a lot of these fight vlog go back watch some of them just to bring back some memories that'll be that'll be fun it's it's sweet in our day and age we're gonna be able to do that we'll go back and look at all these old memories compared to 20 30 years ago all you got is in your brain
2: photograph and then you have to replay that memory in your brain
0: and then yeah you can twist it however you want (laughs) so um Brody Jack tips on becoming a coach in BJJ MMA um books courses dude I would just keep reading reading stuff about psychology sports psychology and just try to get as good as you can at this point while your body's healthy in jujitsu and in in MMA and compete who it's okay if, it's okay to lose you don't have to be great but at least fight a few times fight a few times stay consistent with your training because you need the people that you're coaching to respect you and to respect your skills and if you're just some flub that just flops over and has no heart and just not that great at either then people are like I don't know if I I don't know if you're the best one I should listen to so I would say that What was your main area of concern? We can say something.
2: Yeah, I actually had a question for you. Like uh, going back to the coaching there, like a lot of people want to be a coach one day, right? How did you get your first start into coaching? Because obviously there had to be a one fight or like a fighter that said, hey, I need you in my corner this fight. And maybe it carried on throughout that. But like, what
0: was your moment? Uh, Well, even since I was 14 years old I would try to recruit the guys at my gym to let's go box this high school let's have them put on a smoker and we'll box them so I'd even corner the boxers and then in the MMA fights I'm trying to think amateur MMA fights I started cornering my buddy Frank when he was an amateur and then started cornering some some of my amateur friends just a little bit they'd asked me I was just a teammate at the time so they'd asked me to come help them and then um, would corner some professional fights this guy named Lloyd Woodard he fought in uh Bellator he had a fucking good fight with Michael Chandler it was such a sick fight he broke patricky pitbull's arm um he, he'd have me corner him sometimes corner him against like Rick Hahn and Bellator and some of these guys and then when I was at the lab Jamie Varner I was training with Jamie Varner and he said hey can you come corner me I don't remember who it was for for the first fight but I cornered him a handful of times in the UFC and that was kind of my first start to corner people and I think I was 22 or 23 and then just because I could wrestle I mean could wrestle did jiu-jitsu did MMA and I could I could properly spar with these guys light enough where they trusted me and I could hold mitts so a lot of people would ask me to come with them because I could do those things and that's kind of where it started cool when it started when cornering and UFC and stuff okay Buchas G out of the Jobins. who's staying the most consistent with their jiu-jitsu training house tournament soon open weight class do you think Schmitty takes it um who's m- most consistent Brock 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 yeah sure. and you can see it in his skills too yeah Brock Brock's probably mo- most consistent And an in-house tournament so that would be a four-person tournament would the first round be Schmidt <laughs> versus Brock and then you versus Brendan
3: yeah that, uh yeah
2: I like <laughs> that I like that match
0: versus Brandon how about that no no because then <laughs> yeah we need to give Schmidt the tougher first round match um, and then, so say you versus Schmidt in the finals, and Schmidt's a little tired from Brock. Who knows how you and Brendan went? Does Schmidt take the house tournament because of no. his size right now?
3: If there's a, something on the line, like the house tournament name, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go hard.
0: Okay, we'll set that up. We will. We, we set will. that up now. We huh? will. Now no, you're it's talking about a four-person tournament. Four. Five minutes in that cage, we'll record it. We'll put on either Patreon or my YouTube. Hell,
2: we'll do it tonight.
3: Chill. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay
0: uh what was your main area of concern when training for ADCC wrestling leg locks um I worked with Sekino for a while on leg lock defense and I felt very confident on there very confident on shutting down people people's legs and reacting to the setups compared to wait until I get in these positions and then try to defend that's too late but in ADCC yes mostly a lot of wrestling and then taking the back because so many in ADCC if you get taken down if you get swept and you go to Turtle there's no points so it's almost like a hack so everyone's going to try to get to Turtle and if everyone's trying to get to Turtle you better have sharp back takes because that's how you're going to score so that's what we'd focus on a lot Dylan but still you still got to be real well-rounded you still got to pass the guard you got still got to do everything everything in jiu-jitsu and stay sharp Mixed Marshall Alien, is your dad single? Would you like to see him get back together with Marge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my dad is married. He's uh, remarried. And uh, Marge, I love my mom so much. She I love your mom she's, too. She's just fucking awesome. But she's in the religion as deep as you can be. And Bugs. He likes his bruise too much he likes (laughs) to smoke a little weed he likes to just fucking hang out with the buddies he's not really into that so that wouldn't work out maurice b i noticed this was the first fight in a good while sugar didn't wear his ankle wraps for the fight will it be the norm for you guys we answered that one maurice brian nixon do they have corner camera you guys at the finish would love to see it how how did you go talk to who did you go talk to in the crowd while sugar was drinking the happy dad um the corner cam I think I jumped out of the way of the corner cam I was already standing up that fucking guy was yelling at me the whole time the commissioner sit down sit down blah 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 and then who did I go talk to Gordon Ryan right after that fight it was uh Gordon Ryan was sitting there next to us I just was telling him I'm like this fucker couldn't grapple for five five weeks he's like wow Lydia I loved watching the come up and a follower since Dana White contender series enjoyed watching the journey to the belt I enjoyed you guys sharing your daily practices and have applied some of them to my own routines I was even able to get a training session at Soul Fighters when I visited Peoria a couple months ago will there be changes at all to the mentality of a daily routine I'm sure there might be added pressure to maintaining the belt now so that's one congrats on the win and thanks for the motivation will there be changes in the mentality of the day? no because we I mean we both know that those that daily fucking routine is a huge reason why we're where we're at huge so it'll be easy to stick with Lydia because it make I mean it makes you feel good it makes you not snappy to your partner it makes you your relationships good with people it makes you motivated to do shit so we're sticking with the routines um Ruri Laveri, is a long one here I'll try to rip through it what's good Timbo hope you're good if, it, if you could give us a quick rundown of Sugar's training week for example does he have harder days and lighter days or is he going hard all week definitely harder days are harder days and the next day is a little bit easier for sure kind of swift. Monday hard Tuesday a little lighter Wednesday hard Thursday a little lighter how many times is he training usually twice a day the new era fighter seems to be doing smarter work making sure we are recovered for every session than taking days off if really needed I mean that's the thing that's the that's that's the thing people start getting sore and they think I just need to recover it's like if you want to keep taking leaps you gotta fucking train through when you're sore that's why a lot of people are soft these days because they think about the, the recovery so much but it's like you got to go through the grind to really even know whereas old school fighters would go hard all week even if they're super fatigued but that I mean that's also when I was fighting I would I would train way too hard because I'd see Benson doing it I'd see I would just would just fucking grind my body to the ground and then it just started just breaking down injuries after injuries after injuries so there is a, a happy medium for sure um for years I've done two to three sessions a day six days a week going hard and live rounds all week but I found myself getting injured a lot getting sick a lot the harder you train too, is it, it is true the more the more smart you have to be with your recovery if you're training fucking hard you better be doing your extra supplements you better be getting the right amount of protein in your body better be drinking some good water keeping hydrated and you better be moving because if you're not doing those things and you're really trying to train that hard A hundred percent your body's gonna start breaking down.
2: Um real quick, Tim. Uh who you got this weekend? We got Max Holloway versus the Korean zombie. Five in the morning in China.
0: (laughs) Damn, five in the morning? Yep. Max Holloway, dude. I remember the I mean um zombie, the one time I sparred with him, he he fucking can crack, dude. He cracked me one time, rung my bell. I'm like, this little 45 rung my bell. He can hit hard. Um, But you see Max with his his distance and all the tricks he has, and you see what he does to people like Calvin Cater and stuff like that. I just, unless Zombie can crack him, I just think Max might
2: piece him. Do you think the time zone could play a, a factor? Because Zombie's not
0: having to travel, really max is having to travel across the world for that fight oh, yeah, i yeah. wonder how early he's going out there and i wonder if like max brings professionals out there to try to change his sleep schedule the right way or if he's just old school hawaiian brother because if you i mean old school hawaiian <laughs> brother is tough as fuck, but eventually you're going to get older i don't know i but if i had to pick right now i'd probably pick max is going to decision him yeah i don't ho- <sighs> gosh it would suck for zombie
2: if he got finished again yeah yeah for sure i think and this is his retirement fight i believe max no uh for zombie oh, oh really damn yeah.
0: okay dyke tyson what's the best and least awkward way to decline <laughs> to roll with someone
2: what was his name
0: that'd be dyke tyson oh okay cool up, dyke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the best and least awkward way to decline to roll something? that? i mean i would just find a nice way to kind of tell him why so say you're a big dude and I don't want to get injured and you ask me to w- roll a war you're a big ass dude and you're really spazzy I would say hey brother I, I just don't I don't I don't want to get injured right now I'm going to try to go with people who aren't aren't quite as crazy but maybe here in the future
2: just say I'm coming back from an injury man it's
0: like I'm not trying to read uh, bro something. I'll go live and even if they think you're a bitch or whatever who cares yeah. who fucking or you could be honest so they smell like shit yeah exactly it, it I mean I, I have no problem telling students when they if they smell like hey you smell bad <laughs> <laughs> it's the and worst it's, and now you're making other people smell bad because they got to sweat um so what's the I mean yeah just try to try to be nice about it and then just just maybe maybe be honest a little bit but it, but if they're if you don't want to go with them just because they're good and they're fucking you up you got to maybe go with them and just be like okay mm-hmm. He beats the fuck out of me every time I'm going to just try to hold him in my guard as long as I can and then you hold him in the guard and, and then I'm gonna maybe this round I'm just going to try he submits me five times around I'm going to try to get him to submit me just twice and I'm just going to try to defend and count those as little wins too um also man what was your corner advice to sugar in the first round it was just the same thing we knew I knew he's going to start reaching and lunging in fucking be able to smoke him Isaiah Trevino you boys ever coming back to Houston champ oh I remember that weekend Isaiah I I remember it fucking loud and clear buddy um yeah we're gonna come back soon pause I believe Sean could be triple champ all the way up to 55 which would make him the greatest of all time is this your goal I mean right now the goal is to defend the belt I mean the goal is to defend the belt that's it that's all we got to think about right now Gabe Harshbarger is there ever going to be a sugar strain smoke on some sugar Kush after knocking Cheetos out I'm sure there will be one day brother we're almost there Gabriel Boyce with so many people comparing sugar to McGregor how do you prevent him from going down the wrong path or is this path of partying and drinking okay when sugar has 100 mil (laughs) once he has 100 mil I mean there's a good chance you ain't gonna see him fight again scary thought yeah but I don't know fuck I don't I don't know still still you might yeah you don't know what his motivations will be at that time we get so much happiness though from just training hard so never gonna stop training so you just kind of really never know but I I mean if he starts partying like McGregor which he's so he's smart he's smart but if he does I'm like that's cool dude let's party you're probably gonna get fucked up next fight as long as we're good with that let's rip let it rip just being honest Alec Vega I remember you and Sean reciting Osho years back on the pod about the fame game and letting your guard down once recognized how much at this point could this be applied to yours and Sean's current and future reign I mean that would be a good one to go back and read for sure the fame game okay Drew Pearson if there's something you could tell yourself back in the contender series no now now there you go (laughs) <laughs> Congrats to both the entire team. He said K N O W That's autocorrect. Um like I said, probably nothing. Probably fucking nothing. Just quit being vegan. That's what I'd tell him Watch one show, start to be vegan, I'm like, sweet, now you're buck thirty. <laughs> uh, so that's it. So other than that, glad we got a good pod in here thanks for coming in Sono war okay, yeah thanks Goat, for having us go Jx Soto check out him check out his pod check out his vlogs um we're cooking here so uh welcome in new people please hit that sub button and comment what you guys think if if you think we're just dumber than rocks that's fine just comment it and we'll have discussions I tried to read all the YouTube comments right now uh for the people and I appreciate all the Patreon Brothers and your guys' support I'm going to pick that giveaway winner I'm doing some memorabilia giveaway um today i'm gonna pick the winner today and then i'll ship that shit out so all right boys see you guys next week love y'all bye-bye